0: How many days of your life truly stand out? How many days of your life are truly extraordinary? I think it's fair to say that most days are quite repetitive. And if you only attribute meaning to the extraordinary days of your life, then what you're saying is the vast majority of your life is meaningless. How can we avoid this nihilistic thinking. By taking baby steps every single day towards the greatest goal, towards our ultimate purpose, we can make even our repetitive days, even our mundane days, a small piece, a small puzzle piece that culminates day after day into a meaningful life. Most people think of a spiritual experience As an extraordinary event I had a spiritual experience It was something very unique Once a year, twice a year, I don't know Whatever the case is, just very rare Yet, when you look at the five pillars of Islam SubhanAllah, you notice something very interesting Yes, two of them take place once in a lifetime Shahada and Hajj The Shahada being the testimony of faith The day that you embrace your Islam This is what? Once in a lifetime Now you're a Muslim for life and the Hajj is only obligatory if you're capable for once in your life, because it's such a great event. And two of the pillars of Islam happen once a year. Zakah, you have to pay once a year. And Ramadan comes, comes once a year as well. But there's one pillar that has to be practiced every single day. And that is what? Your Salah. Your daily prayer. Your five daily prayers. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has, connect, has commanded us to connect to him in prayer five times a day. And this is training. This is daily training that may seem mundane. You may feel like, oh, well, this is just part of my routine. It becomes repetitive. However, it's this persistent practice that transforms you from a person who has a spiritual experience, let's say every once in a while, to a spiritual person whose entire life is connected to the Almighty. This is what the objective is. It's not that I'm some person who wants to every once in a while have this special occasion on holidays or whatever the case is, some sort of special experience. No, the Muslim is the one who is submitting to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala five times a day connecting to Allah so that the entirety of your life, the entirety of the human experience Is a spiritual experience. You never disconnect, you never get too far away without remembering your Lord. Only a few hours go by and then you turn back to your creator. This is the objective to make the entirety of your life in service and in worship to your Lord. Prayer is the foundation of worship. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allah Ta'ala declares Indeed, I am Allah There is no deity except me So worship me and establish prayer for my remembrance After mentioning the ibadah The worship The complete devotion to your Lord Allah Ta'ala connects that with what? Salah Because without it, you are not worshipping your Lord As you're supposed to As you've been commanded to Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala tells us "Inna Salata 'ala mu'minina, kitabam That indeed prayer has been decreed upon the believers at specified times. What does this imply? That means the believer, you can imagine like a house. In a house you have furniture that can be moved around, but the pillars you can't move around. Those are the five daily prayers. They have certain timings. They have appointed portions of the day. And you have to catch your salawat. You have to catch your prayers within those times. Why? Because everything else can shift around, but the pillars have to stay strong. It's not a coincidence that subhanAllah is called the pillar of Islam. Are we establishing prayer with that level of regularity? Are we as consistent as we're supposed to be? There's a nice expression. It says, winning is a habit and losing is a habit. It's extremely true. When you get used to winning over and over and over again, you start to think of yourself as a winner. And then it becomes easier to get up and to push yourself and to push through challenges because you've developed your mindset into a person who says, That's who I am. This is what I do. I win. And same thing with losing. If you can lose over and over and over again, then eventually, whatever challenges come your way, you just kind of give up and say, well, That's who I am. You know, I just I flake at everything. And so, I want to ask you and I want us to ask ourselves How dedicated am I to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala five times a day when the call is made? How serious am I? Because if you're failing as a believer five times a day, subhanAllah, how can you then feel like a winner? And vice versa, if every single time that call is made, you can stand up, you make your wudu, you wash up, you face the qibla, and you pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, how could you possibly be a loser? It's impossible, subhanAllah. The most important connection is there, so everything else is trivial. Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah has a very beautiful quote when he describes the salah, describes the 5 daily prayers he says as-salatu majlabatun lirizq hafizatun lis-sihha dafi'atun lil-adha taridatun lil-adwa Mukawimatun lil-qalb mubayyidatun lil-wajh mufrihatun lil nafs mudhhibatun lil-kasal munashitatun lil-jawarih mumaddidatun lil kua, sharihatun lis-sadr mughadhiyatun lir-ruh munawwiratun lil-qalb hafizatun lin-ni'mah What does this mean? He says the prayer, it's a reaper of provisions A preserver of health A defense from harm A repeller of illness A strengthener of the heart An illuminator of the face A joy for the soul A remover of laziness A stimulant to the limbs a supplier of courage, an expanse for the chest, nourishment for the spirit, enlightenment for the heart, a safeguard for blessings, an eliminator of punishment, a provider of gifts, a distancing of shaitan, and an approach to ar-Rahman, the abundantly merciful Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What a beautiful quote. And how true, anybody who has been establishing their salawat, they know this is what you turn back to. Every single day, you are connecting to your Lord. How could we ignore this most important gift this most important command that Allah Ta'ala has delivered to us. Most of of us get frustrated if our prayers aren't granted immediately. You know, you pray for something, you ask Allah for something, and you feel like, man, why isn't it coming immediately? I I want this. Do you want Allah Ta'ala to respond to you sooner? Well, have you considered responding to him sooner? When these five daily prayers come about and Allah Ta'ala invites you and calls you to pray, do you respond quickly? Or do you respond lazily? Do you respond slowly? Or are you entirely unresponsive and you miss your prayer? How frustrated do you get if you send somebody a message on your phone and they leave you unread? Why isn't this person responding to me? Two minutes go by. Oh, that's it, I gotta have a word with this person. You start getting annoyed. SubhanAllah. What about us? Five times a day we're being called, Worship your Lord. I mean, cumulatively, the five daily prayers add up to what? A half an hour of your day? SubhanAllah. Allah Ta'ala gave you how much time? 24 hours every day You can't spend 30 minutes Spread throughout the day To be grateful and to worship your Lord Many of us have weaknesses Towards certain temptations This is natural We have addictions that we wish we could control So that the addictions wouldn't control us Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promises Establish the prayer Why? anil fahsha'i <laughs> wal munkar. Because indeed the prayer prohibits Immorality and wrongdoing you establish your salawat, it will strengthen you. It'll fortify you. And it will aid you in overcoming whatever weakness and whatever addiction you're dealing with. We all make mistakes. And we should all want to mend our relationship with our Creator. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us how we can mend our relationship. What a beautiful ayah. Allah Ta'ala says what? And establish the prayer in the two ends of the day and in the approaches of the night. This is a reference to what? The five daily prayers. Establish your five daily prayers. Indeed, good deeds do away with evil deeds. You know when you have that guilt built up in your heart? You know when you've done something wrong and you wish it could go away? Turn to Allah. Repent to Allah. Keep praying to Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala and this is how you mend your relationship. These sins that you accumulate, how will you get rid of them? Follow up with good. Good. Follow up with righteousness. Turn back to your Lord. Repent for what you have done. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so beautifully concludes the verse by saying what? This is a reminder for those who remember. If you have the ability to remember anything, remember this. Pray your five daily salawat and keep connecting to your Lord. This will continuously mend your relationship with Allah. You can have an amazing relationship with your family with your neighbors, with your co-workers, with your community, with your bank account. But if your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is bad, then the rest is utterly useless. The Prophet ﷺ described the five daily prayers as what? <laughs> That the five daily prayers is like a person who, outside of his house, he has a deep flowing river and he could go bathe in it five times a day. How could a person, I don't care how dirty you get, I don't care how muddy you get in your daily work, I don't care if you're working whatever job you're working, you say, oh, I get so dirty. If you are bathing and washing in a deep, beautiful, flowing river five times a day, you're going to be cleansed, you're going to be purified. This is exactly what the five daily prayers do for you. The fact of the matter is, this life isn't permanent. The fact of the matter is that we all have to turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whether we turn back in this life by choice, or whether we are turned back through death and we are brought back to our Lord. And there's a very few, beautiful quote from the tabi'i Abu Hazm. He once was asked, Ya Abu Hazm, ما لنا نكره Oh Abu Hazm, why is it that we hate death? Simple, you know, pretty straightforward question. One of his students is asking, why do we hate death? Qala, li'annakum... He says, well, it's simple. Because you've ignored your afterlife. And you've developed and worked on your material world. And so therefore, you would hate to transition from that which you've built to that which you've destroyed. If you've invested your entire life in this world, knowing that it's going to go away, but this is all you got and you completely ignored the afterlife, even though you know it's permanent, and you know it's coming, and it can come at any moment, then you would hate to transition from what you've developed to what you've ignored, and what you've destroyed. And so, the student, he responds, Asabta Ya Aba Hazmi goes, Yeah, you're right. Ghadan al qudum ala taala." He says, yeah, you're right, so how will we approach Allah tomorrow? Tomorrow meaning like when we die. Allah, how's it going to be? And so he says, "Amal muhsinu." يَقْدَمُ عَلَىٰ أَهْلِهِ وَأَمَّا يَقْدَمُ عَلَىٰ He says, well, two ways. We're all going to approach in one of two ways. For the righteous, it'll be like going home to your family after a long and hard journey. We all know you've been out for a really long time. You're just exhausted. You want to come home to a nice warm meal. Kids are smiling. Everybody's happy to see you. Big hugs and kisses. For the one who is righteous and who is always turning to his Lord, Death will be like coming home to your family after a long and hard journey. However, for the wicked person, it'll be like the fugitive who gets caught by the authorities. We can all imagine the feeling, that pit, that feeling of the drop in your stomach, the nervousness, the heart pounding, your mind completely racing. What did I do? I wish I could go back. I can't believe this is happening when you see those flashy lights and you realize you're in trouble. So which end of the spectrum do you want to be on? Brothers and sisters, in Islam, there's no such thing as a liberal Muslim, a modernist Muslim, a progressive Muslim, a reformist Muslim. I want to change Islam. No, there's one Islam. That's it. And in Islam, you have to pray five times a day. That's what it is. Struggling to pray, that makes you a Muslim. That makes you human. We all struggle. You might sleep in. You might make a mistake. You might pray late. You might forget. That's human. Where nobody's attacking, if you're a human being, you struggle. We all struggle. We all have our struggles. That's normal. That's life. But abandoning your salah, abandoning your prayer, is a rejection of your deen. To completely say wholeheartedly, no, 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 I just don't do that. Because I'm a Muslim, but I'm a this type of a Muslim, or I'm a that type of a Muslim. Some sort of label on top of it. Then please, I would like to remind you that the Prophet very clearly stated. illa There is nothing between a person and disbelief except the abandoning of prayer. You drop your prayer, I'm sorry. You can't say that. You can't say, I truly believe. That Allah is commanding me five times a day and I ignore every single time, without exception. Oh, but I'm working on it. No, you're not working on it. At a certain point, you know, deep in your heart, you know, I've just dropped it, I don't care. And the Prophet is saying what? This is kufr, it's disbelief. Not because I say so, but because the Prophet taught it this way. And inshallah ta'ala, we're going to continue in the second khutbah. Bismillah, Bismillah Alhamdulillah, wa Walam ala Rasulullah. For those of you that struggle, I want to remind you that it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter what past sins you may have committed and you feel so guilty, I can't turn back, you know, my sins are too big. That's nonsense. It doesn't matter who you're with. Oh, these are very important people and I can't disappoint them. Nonsense. All of these factors. I'm busy and I have this and I have that and I'm in this place and that place. Whatever factors are in your mind, analyze them and realize that they are meaningless. Don't be afraid to establish your prayer. Turn back to Allah. You've made mistakes, turn back to Allah. You feel guilty, still turn back to Allah you feel like you're worthless, still turn back to Allah Always remember that in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah ta'ala is abundantly merciful and there's no way that your sins could outdo His mercy Impossible So long as you have a sincere heart and you're willing to turn back, Allah ta'ala forgives and will continue to forgive Sometimes you might feel shy Maybe you're at work, maybe you're at school Oh, I don't want to tell people that, you know, where are you going? And you feel shy to tell them that you want to pray Be proud to say, no I have to go do my prayer. I have to pray to my Lord. And by the way, there's two ways that you could answer this question. If somebody says, really, why do you pray? Both answers are good. But they do have differences. One answer, which is a perfectly good answer, is sort of the, you could say, the PC answer. Which is what? It's spiritually fulfilling. It makes me happy. It's a source of gratitude. It, makes me remind, it reminds me of my purpose of life. These are this true. It's all good. But it's only half the equation. The other half of the equation is what? Why do I pray? Because God commanded me to Because he is my master And because I am his slave Even if I'm tired Even if I'm busy And even if I'm stressed I have to obey My Lord My creator Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala This is the answer Both of these answers are correct by the way But the first one is PC Politically correct if you will The PC answer is acceptable Because it means It could mean That our desires are paramount And that is what makes Most people feel comfortable Because that's what resonates with them Most people Unfortunately, they make their desires the end all, be all, the most important thing. Their deity. Allah Taala mentions this in Surah Furqan. Have you seen the one who has taken his desires as his deity? In other words, everything has to comply with my whims. It's as if the person is saying, "I'll obey God so long as God's rules comply with my desires, but if not, then I don't obey." So we need to say both. Yes, of course, no doubt whatsoever. You wake up, you pray. To Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's a source of spiritual fulfillment. It's a, it's a way to connect to your Lord and feel grateful for your life. SubhanAllah, it organizes your day and makes it revolve around your ultimate purpose, which is turning back to your Lord. These are all positive and beautiful, and I'm not negating them at all. But also, don't be afraid to say the other half of the equation. What if you're not feeling like it? I do it anyway. What if you're feeling tired? Gotta get up. Why? Because I'm an abd. Because I'm a slave of Allah. And Allah is my Lord. And that's it. Yeah, but that makes me feel uncomfortable. I'm not that interested in how that makes you feel. This is what it is, and this is who I am. So, yes, we have to embrace this reality. You know, the final point that I'd like to make is this. Love is a very powerful thing. And a life that never experienced love is a very deprived life. I think most people can agree with this fact. However, there's something more powerful than love. That's worship. It's always going to be more powerful than love. Think about it. You love your wife, you love your kids. You don't worship your wife and you don't worship your kids, just as a simple example. So, worship is always going to be the higher degree. And there's nothing more powerful than worship. And there's nothing greater than worshiping the one who deserves to be worshiped. How many people are deprived? We need to be the example. We, as believers, need to set the example and worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala out of love, but also out of servitude and humility. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us of those who never abandon our salawat. May Allah ta'ala make us of those who are consistent and persistent in our prayers. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us of those who turn to Him five times a day, without exception. May Allah ta'ala make us of those who can benefit spiritually, but at the same time, even if we feel down, even if we feel it's difficult, we still turn because we know that we are commanded and because Allah ta'ala is our Lord and we are enslaved to Him. May Allah wa ta'ala forgive us for our shortcomings. May Allah ta'ala make us stronger and better as a community and make us consistent in the Masjid. Amin Ya Rabbil Alameen.